Welcome to The Doctrinal Component with Tom Nettles, brought to you by Founders Ministries. Founders Ministries is a reformed teaching organization committed to the recovery of the gospel and the reformation of local churches. For more teaching material by Dr. Nettles, please visit founders.org. Hello, this is Tom Nettles with the next edition of The Doctrinal Component. We're looking at the narrative of Luke 7, these stories about the power of Jesus to heal, the power of Jesus to raise the dead, uh, the reality that John the Baptist found his greatness in pointing to Jesus and that true wisdom is found in believing that message about Jesus as the Lamb of God. We now come to an illustration of one who had true faith in Jesus as the Savior. True faith in Jesus is the one who forgives sins. And this narrative is given us uh, from verse 36 all the way through verse 50. In this, Luke records an act of true perception and devotion, a manifestation of pure and exalted wisdom. Uh, this story is an illustration of the saying that Jesus gave right at the end of the last narrative. Yet wisdom is vindicated by all her children. So here we see a, a picture of what true wisdom is and how uh, it uh, finds its full vindication in those who trust the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse 36 through 39, we have the story of a woman who came into the, the house of a Pharisee named Simon while Jesus was dining there. She interrupted the meal uh, with an exuberant manifestation of love and adoration of Jesus. So this event shows the response of a person who has understood completely why Jesus indeed is the friend of sinners. Her overflow of affection for Jesus her deeply expressed remorse for her sin indicated none of the judgmental detachment of the Pharisees. She was unintimidated, even by the location of Jesus, as he was reclining in the home of one of the Pharisees. They, these, of course, were the chief interpreters of the law of God, but her actions show a, both a deeper knowledge of the law as a schoolmaster to lead us to Christ than the Pharisee, had shown. She had a more profound and relevant knowledge of Jesus and who he was than the one who had invited him to dine with him. And she manifests a, a fit and appropriate affection for Jesus. In fact, she serves as an illustration of what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 16.22. If anyone love not the Lord, let him be Anathema. This event shows the infinite contrast between the nature of true faith and the hardness and deceit of unbelief. Uh, the striking difference between complete submission to Jesus by a sinner and the cold negative evaluation of Jesus as allowing sinners to come near, the Pharisees' deadness to the truth of the human condition that is, his personal condition, is shown in that he has utterly no shock that Jesus would willingly and congenially come into his home for fellowship. Oh, he could see the sin in another person, 
He could be offended that Jesus received someone with such unholiness of life as this woman who anointed him. But could he see his sin? Was he shocked at all that Jesus would receive his invitation? Oh no, he thought that he had done Jesus a favor. He thought that this was the thing that Jesus should do. He should be flattered that one with such an exhausted social position as he had should come to him. He had no sense of offense at all that Jesus would dare to have fellowship with such a sinner as he was. Oh, how Jesus should avoid and shrink from such a show of humble love from this woman. But how privileged Jesus must feel to be invited to his house for a meal. Well, Jesus would soon reveal the deadly error of this man's thinking. He does it through giving a simple illustration of an eternal truth. Knowing the self-righteous spirit and the thoughts of superiority that flooded the mind of Simon, the Pharisee, Jesus told a simple story of degrees of indebtedness that would translate into degrees of gratitude. Now, though a guest, Jesus takes the position of a teacher in order to correct a misperception of his host. Perhaps Simon thought Jesus would issue words of gratitude to Simon for his hospitality. But in light of the exuberant distraction in play, Simon probably perceived that a word of instruction was coming. He responded, therefore, to Jesus, calling him teacher. Jesus had said, Simon, I have somewhat to say to you. And Simon replied, say it, teacher. The word teacher is didaskale, from which we get our word didactic. Well, Jesus told a striking story that actually took less than 15 seconds and that contained an eternity of truth. A moneylender had two debtors, one of whom owed ten times more than the other. He flatly forgave both of them their debts, which of them would feel the deepest sense of gratitude. So clear was the illustration that one could miss neither the answer nor the point that Jesus was making. Well, we'll take that up in our next session of the doctrinal component and see the massive amount of teaching that Jesus gave in this very simple statement of debt incurred and debt forgiven. Thank you for joining me today for the doctrinal component. <music>